Welcome back, Cracked fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. In case you didn't already know, our team is thrilled to be able to broadcast this weekend's ITA Division I Women's National Indoor Championships in Seattle. We'll have coverage from first ball to last as 16 of the top Division I women's tennis teams in the country do battle for the right to be named the National Indoor Champion and as part of of our preview of this weekend's action. What I will attempt to do on this show over the next few days is speak with each of the head coaches of the 16 teams that will be competing in Seattle. I'll ask each of them to help recap their ITA kickoff weekends, talk about the strengths in each of their respective rosters. I'm also curious to hear what are they most looking forward to learning about their team throughout the course of the action in Seattle. And then wanted to ask each of these coaches about some big picture things. Certainly the announcement of NCAA individuals moving to the fall. I was fascinated to hear what all these coaches thought about that. I also wanted to know what each of these coaches think of the broader landscape in the Division I women's scene at this point of the year. But, you know, again, more generally, we have fantastic interviews coming up over the course of this week for all of you Cracked Rackets fans, for all of you college tennis fans. A massive thank you to every one of these coaches who certainly have a busy week ahead for taking the time to speak with me. With that in mind, let's get to it. It's press row here at Cracked Rackets as we all prepare for the 2023 Division I Women's National Indoor Championships to begin. Hey, Crack fans, before we get to today's show, I want to let all of you listeners know about the revolutionary work being done by our friends over at Swing Vision. Now, all of us as tennis players are constantly searching for that piece of information that's going to give us that one, two, three percent edge whenever we step onto the court. We want to know, am I hitting my forehand with enough depth? Am I accurately placing my backhands? Am I employing patterns on the court that are putting me in an optimum position to experience success? Thankfully, all of those questions can now be answered via the app produced by our friends at Swing Vision. Folks, it's extraordinarily simple. You're going to download the app. You're going to turn that app on your phone. You're going to put your phone on the back fence, the back curtain of whatever court you're playing on. You're going to hit record. And then using artificial intelligence, Swing Vision is going to break down your performance. If you click on the link that you find in the podcast description here on today's episode, you'll go right to the Swing Vision website. And of course, friends who use our Crack Rackets promo code CRACK20 are going to get an additional $20 discount and a free 14-day pro trial on the Swing Vision app. Again, you use that promo code CRACK20, $20 discount, as well as a free 14-day pro trial. How do you find the link to get signed up? Just go back to your podcast feed. It's in the podcast description of this episode. So you go to the Swing Vision website, you set up your account, you download the app, you get rocking and rolling, get all the information, one location with our friends at Swing Vision.
Joining us on the podcast once again today is a returning champion here on our Crack Racket shows. And I'm very excited because it's rare that we get to do these interviews in person, but I am sitting right beside the man joining me on the show today, a man you know best as the head coach of the University of Georgia women's tennis team. Welcome back onto the show, Jeff Wallace. Coach, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on, and uh, we're excited to be back here in Seattle. It is always a pleasure to be joined by you, and let's just start right there. The last time we were here, Blizzardgate. Now, your Georgia Bulldogs emerged from Blizzardgate with the 2019 National Indoor Champion. As such, are you rooting for more snow this weekend? You know, I'm actually not rooting for more <laughs> snow this weekend, but uh, that was that was an amazing uh, weekend for us, and I think the, the backstory of that whole thing was they, they'd had the worst snow ice storm that they'd had here in Seattle in probably 100 years and the university actually closed down for some days and uh, the night before the tournament started we actually had a coach's call and uh, it was actually the national tournament committee with some people from the University of Washington and I remember being on that call we were at a restaurant eating and I had to leave to take this call it was kind of called as an emergency and the discussion was whether we play the tournament or cancel it and you know honestly that tournament came really close to getting canceled mm -hmm. and fortunately it didn't and then of course as you said we went on and won it and uh we have made some obviously really great memories in this building uh but yeah it was almost the tournament that didn't get played yeah it was it was something to yeah. say the least it's yeah. very rare especially because i know all of you coaches coming here for the weekends you're here to get your matches in whether it be the finals whether it be the consolation and with all that said, you know, I've talked to so many coaches in the lead up to this event and the common theme seems to be the depth that we see throughout college tennis this year. Let me just ask you a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. You came here in 2019 with a championship winning roster here in 2023, one through 10. Is this year's roster deeper? Because when I look at your team, you just have so many options. Yeah, we do have a lot of options and I think it is a, a really deep roster. Um, not to get off the top, but <laughs> to go back to one thing, the weather uh, yeah. yesterday, to give you an idea of 2019 compared to right now, yeah. yesterday we actually practiced outside <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, and, and loved it. So, yeah. uh, you know, that, that's the difference. But, yeah, yeah. I, we do have a deep roster. I mean, we had a really good team in 2019, obviously. Mm -hmm. I think we were, we were really tough throughout the whole uh, mm -hmm. lineup and uh, played some good doubles. Uh, you know, the, this team's a little younger and, and – mm -hmm. uh, and, and we, have, we have one player on our team, you know, Meg Kozlowski, who was on the roster from the 2019 team. So it's a whole new team. It's a whole new year. And uh, I, th I think we've got good depth, but I think that you look around the country of college tennis, I think that there's so many good teams. The depth is, is, is absolutely incredible with how many good teams are here, but how many good teams aren't even here? <laughs> no, it's crazy. I mean, again, you guys draw Stanford first round and it's ridiculous, but it's not ridiculous because every first round match was going to be that loaded and you made a point there talking about how you have a younger team how valuable was it for you guys to go to carolina go to columbus take a couple lumps get calloused up before this event i mean i you know it's always important you you know to be the best you got to play the best sure. and, and you got to put it on the line and sometimes putting it on the line on, you know on the road it can be you know growing pains and and, and it can be tough uh, but i thought we played an outstanding match at north carolina mm -hmm. and uh I didn't think we played as well at uh, Ohio State. I think Ohio State, I can't take anything away from them. They played a great match against us. And, uh, 
But I think, yeah, the experiences that we learned there, I mean, you know, it, it, at this point in time, when you're playing matches in January and February, it's mm -hmm. just all about garnering experience and, and learning what we need to do to move forward to be a championship program. And I think that we've learned a lot. And, and you know, now we have a huge opportunity to play a, a team that we got a lot of history against. We've played a lot of, a lot of big matches against them. It's, it's interesting. You look back at, like, the NCAAs or the yeah. national team indoors, it's usually in the semis or the finals. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if we've really ever played them in the first round of any major tournament like this uh, in my 38 years. So that's kind of exciting, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. We talk blue blood versus nude blood all the time on our shows. This is blue blood versus blue blood, two of the <laughs> classics going head-to-head -head in the round of 16. And to that point, you mentioned it there. But what was your reaction when you saw Stanford round number one? I thought it was like, okay, this is this is interesting. And it's first <laughs> match off. Like yeah. it, it will open up the tournament at 9 a.m. With, with Stanford, Georgia. And uh, it'll be epic battle. It should be really great. I, I, you know, I liked it. I mean, it's you know, I, I, there's 50, you know, there's 14 other teams here that we can play. It'd be just as tough. So it's it's all good. You know, to that end, it's your to your point. Win or lose, you play. Oklahoma or Duke next like no layups <laughs> again oh, yeah. we're getting right into it here and you know again looking at your roster the team you bring here to the national indoors let's divide it into two segments let's start at the top I think we all knew and with Leah coming back Dasha and and Mel what they have all accomplished all capable top three players all could play anywhere in those top three slots I asked you do you and Drake just set up a roulette board and start throwing <laughs> darts to figure out who's one who's two through three well we're pretty good at darts so <laughs> So, so yeah, that's that's basically how it how it plays out. But uh, no, I mean you know obviously Leah's got a little more experience and sure. has played really well and you know had a great win at North Carolina and and uh, and you look at you know Dasha and Mel as sophomores and played up high last year one and two at the end of the year and and mm -hmm. uh, so you know the experience that they got last year I think is going to really help them as this year goes along. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. We have three interchangeable players up there. We clearly do. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to take away from Mel or Leah because I do think they're both exceptional. When I watch Dasha play, though, in particular, the weapons are just so obvious. And the size she has as well. My big question, you know, watching her play Reese Brantmeyer, and I'm a nerd, so, of course, I watched the entirety of that match. It's how well she's moving. What's, has that been the biggest dump, jump between year one and two? You know, I think for her size, she moves as graceful as any athlete Couldn't I've agree ever coached. More. I mean, she really is a, a phenomenal athlete and has, has just deceivingly fast foot speed yeah. uh, for her size. And I think that's a you know, part of her backbone and why she's such a great player. I think what we're trying to get her to do is, is, is use that speed and use that size and be on the attack a little bit more, just play a little bit more offensively. I feel at times she gets out here and, and, and counter punches too much. And for her size and how graceful of an athlete she is, I think she can dictate and control matches and control, you know, just the whole pace of the match. Uh, a little bit more, and I think once she really learns that and is more comfortable attacking and getting around the net, I think she'll, you know, is going to grow into an absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal tennis player. Mm -hmm. No, the the term saunter, and I use that af 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 effectively, and I use that affectionately. That's mm -hmm. the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Sometimes she saunters to the corner, but yet she still gets there. Yeah. It's, yeah. It really is impressive. So I appreciate you expanding on that. That's obviously the top half. Let's look at the other side of the lineup because. Oh, my God. Like, pick your options. Grant, Narundorn, obviously Meg's probably earned the right to be there yeah. given her experience. But you've got some freshmen coming in as well. You've got Hurdle. I don't want to forget her also. 
is the goal this year going to be to try to get everyone repetitions, or do you feel like you see your six forming already? No, I definitely don't see our six forming already, and I think everybody has earned repetitions. Sure. And, and, uh, and as long as they all keep earning those repetitions, that's probably what will transpire. Uh, okay. We, you know, they're, really, they're all really good. They're all really close. Um, you know, Meg's just one of the most outstanding competitors that's ever put on the red and black. So it's it's almost impossible not to keep her on the court. She's mm-hmm. you know done such a good job, and she's a fifth year, and she's got the most experience of everybody. And and you just you know what you're going to get with her every time you step out and play. Um, you know, and and you know Anya's played really well too. I mean, they all have. I mean, Gigi probably hasn't had as much opportunities in the dual matches maybe early on than Nastia Maya have had. But, you know, those are coming, and and, uh, and I think that, you know, all those guys, that, you know, it's going to come to, they just got to be ready to bring it and practice every day and just continue to try to grow. And when their numbers are called, go out there and, and, you know, just play as hard as you can play. I mean, that's ultimately what we're looking for is, be, be, you know, we need to just become the most competitive team, you know, that we possibly can be because we certainly have talent, but you and I both know talent's only going to take you so far. And you, you, you need to play with that big heart. You need to play for the Georgia way, we call it, and, and you know, that's doing it all the right ways that t- take talent and turn it into championships. Am I allowed to call her Gigi moving forward? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, everybody I, calls her Gigi. Yeah, I was like, that, duh. As you said it, I was like, how did I not see that? It was yeah. right in front of me. I'm, I'm better than yeah. that. I'm slipping is what <laughs> no, I'm learning. So uh, I appreciate that heads up. But, you know, again, to that end, it's very early in the season. You guys have been tested. Let me just ask you, coming into indoors, what do you feel more confident in, your singles or your doubles? You know, I, I would say that I'm growing more confident in our doubles, quite honestly. Through the years, our doubles has been just, you know, I guess I've used this word once, I'll use it again, our backbone. We, yeah. We've just done so well in doubles through the years. We've won so many amazing big doubles points that have helped our program. And, and uh, this past year, I think that uh, was probably one of our weakest doubles years as far as number of points that we had won uh, in quite a long time. And so obviously, Drake and I put a lot of focus in on the doubles. And we're, we're, we're actually getting to the point where we're starting to see our doubles looking a little bit more like, you know, past years and, and, and just a little bit more reliable. So I'm, su- you know, super excited about our doubles and where we're growing and where we're potentially going to end up as this year goes on. Um, but you and I both know it's a six-game no-ad pro set. <laughs> I mean, are you kidding me? It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like throwing darts with a blindfold, and, and so anything can happen. And so, you know, that, you know, that being said, and I, I do feel like we're getting better in doubles. I'm excited about our doubles. Um, but I think more so recently our singles has been our backbone, and uh, we need to keep the singles strong. Obviously, doubles is just one point. Singles is six point. We're racing to four. And, uh, you know, so they're both obviously super important. Yeah. Very well said. Well, last three questions for you. Here in Seattle, last time you were here, national indoor champions. Obviously, that's the starting block for any Georgia team. But what do you hope to see your team accomplish over the course of this weekend? You know, again, I, you know, we just talked a lot about doubles. I want to see us continue to grow in doubles, do the things okay. we've been working on, practice, play aggressive. Uh, you know, we, we, we got to the point where we were playing too much singles on the double scoring. Okay. And that's just not about setting your partner up. It's just about you hitting one big good shot. You know, there's times when each person does need to step up and hit that one big good shot. But more, more so, I want to play, you know, high-level doubles, and that's setting your partner up. 
and finishing it, you know, around the net and being the aggressive team and putting a lot of pressure on your opponents. So, you know, we're going to certainly have opportunities to evaluate our doubles through this weekend. And, and so, you know, just another step in the right direction for doubles. And then I think for singles, I just want to uh, see people come out and just be as competitive as they can be. And, mm -hmm. you know, when we won this thing back in 19, uh, we were down 5-1 in the mm -hmm. last match in the last set, it, and we had to come back to win the championship. And, and, and we were also down 4-1 uh, in the third set in another match against a different team and had to come back in, and win that to, win, to get to the semifinals. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, that's where you've just got to be competitive and you've got to never say it, it's, it's not over until it's over, until that last point is played. And so for our singles, I mean, I'm just really looking for everybody to be great fighters out here. Mm -hmm. That 2019 season is really when I fell in love with women's college tennis. You all, Stanford, UNC, was a hell of a race. Yeah. And so it uh, feels like this year's shaping up maybe to be even better. Well, last two, and they're big picture questions for you. Obviously, you have seen so many great players throughout your time in college tennis. This year, uh, there's obviously a little bit of a pronounced spotlight on the fact that there's not just a top 100 college player. We have a WTA top 100 player in Diana Schneider competing this season. What does that say about the level of college tennis? What does that say about the sport as a pathway to the pros? Well, I mean, I think that, you know, there was a time back in the 70s and the 80s and even into the 90s where you saw a lot of people come into college, both guys' side, girls' side, more so on the guys, but uh, that use that as the pathway. And, and, and you know, then all of a sudden that kind of shifted and, and so many bypassed it. And I think all of a sudden we're now seeing, and you, and you look at this last, this last Aussie that was just played, how many, you know, players were in college tennis that were doing well there. All of a sudden I think we're now starting to see where so many players are, are choosing college as a, as a way to grow their game and grow their maturity uh, to get ready for the pros. So um, I think that, you know, we're, we're going to see more and more of that, I, I have a feeling, here in the future. And uh, it just shows the, the level of college tennis and, and how good the grind is and, and how, how, how much, if you do it the right way, that it can really help you become a pro. Mm -hmm. To that end, a lot of players use the fall as the opportunity to go play on the pro circuit. It was announced they're going to do a trial run NCAA individuals to the fall. What was your reaction? I've been waiting 38 years for that. <laughs> abs, abs, I'm one of the, I'm one of the yeah. maybe rare coaches that absolutely love it. I think that January to May needs to be all about the team and only about the team, and I think this does that. I think that people aren't going to worry so much, well, I need to play in the top three to get wins to make the NCAA you know, singles and doubles, and I'm sitting there thinking, I care about the team. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and, and, and the, de the team first, and and uh, and this is a way to just make it all about that. I think that you know, there's no reason to stack. There's no reason, you know, it's just all about the team, you know, and uh, so I think that uh, that you know, I'm one coach that absolutely loves it and and thinks it's great and and hopes it's it's I hope that it, it ends up working out really well, mm -hmm. and decisions are made moving forward that allow it to work out really well. And, uh, and I think that eventually we're all going to be like, okay, this is really exciting about the team tournament. And finally, when you, when you go to the NCAA tournament, after you're there for almost three weeks, you don't get a property tax bill. <laughs> Exactly. That's why we all like going to Florida, though, right? Because no income tax. Yeah, so it's just like, yeah, we get to keep <laughs> a little extra when it's in Orlando. But no, I appreciate that. The bonus question, one of the formative teams of my youth, Matt Stafford, no Sean Marino, who would rock the all black Georgia uniforms. Let me just say, 
It looks good on you, Coach Wallace. The black uh, uniform's looking you. very good. And the, and the national championship gear. I mean, what a great <laughs> job Kirby Smart's done. I'll tell you what, I've, I was at both those national championship yeah. games, and the 65-7 to beatdown was epic. But uh, beating Alabama the year before up there in, in colder weather than what we had here in Seattle <laughs> yeah. and Indianapolis was absolutely incredible. As you know, I'm a Georgia grad, and I'm a huge Georgia football fan, and I can't be, you know, i got to be about the happiest guy on the planet when it comes to college football right I now. I have to wear a, my bright purple TCU shirt because Coach Ortiz Horn Frogs gave my Wolverines the business, even though we still should have beaten them with two picks and all these different things. But so I got to show up on Thursday at the men's indoors and just be in TCU gear. I'm amped for it. But uh, no, Coach Wallace, I'm also amped to see your team compete. I appreciate you taking the time to chat. Be safe. Be healthy. Good luck this weekend. Obviously, go dogs. Good to see you. Thank you so much.